Here we go. Clap us in, big boy. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigates how to create genuine connection with your community. I'm Amelia Veal, and by interviewing a wide range of people who have built passionate communities, I share the secrets to great communication. In today's episode, I get philosophical and creative with Steve and Nigel from The Adelaide Show. Steve Davis is the lead host and former talkback radio announcer, and fellow host is Nigel Dobson-Keefe, a cognitive scientist in the defence industry. The Adelaide Show is a weekly podcast recorded on location in Adelaide. It was originally named Another Boring Thursday Night in Adelaide as a provocative challenge to people who lazily labelled Adelaide as boring. We talk about the modern technological world and what it means to be human. We explore connection by doing a spontaneous slam poetry jam, which you can check out in our Facebook videos, and we uncover a crucial piece of insight into building community. This is Be The Drop, the Adelaide Show version. And instead of doing a, a general you know, introduction with my guests, what I like to do is ask them to bring an item of significance. And that item connects them with their community, but it also holds a value to them as a person. So Nigel, Steve, who wants to go first? Steve. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> look, um, I brought a photograph in because I've been thinking about the, the podcast and the community that's gathered around it. And if I'm really honest about what drives me to do the podcast and has for 190 weeks is a hobby, a passion. I used to work in radio. It's how I exercise those demons that are still within me because I love the whole craft, sitting with someone you've not really met and dealt with intimately and you have to explore and peel back the layers. It wouldn't even matter to me if there were no community around it. It is intrinsically self-sustaining. And, uh, and I think the person that I'm seeing within myself as I do this is my maternal grandfather, uh, John Field, who was a builder for his life. But then when he retired, he retired early because he did re relatively well for himself, he would go down into his little shed and his great passion was to work with all the various um, bits of timber that he had. He made hundreds, if not thousands, of little wooden trinkets and he would lose himself in that shed for hours every single day. And the back of my mind, I remember thinking as a young adult, why is he doing this? He had the joy in making it, and if people got joy from it, you could see that he loved it. But if they didn't, it wouldn't stop him from doing it. And in some ways, or actually in every single way, that's happening in me. I've got his DNA strongly in the way I craft this and put the hours that go into doing this, editing it, putting it out, nurturing it. It's, um, it's something that I have never shared publicly, but this was his world. And as scary as that is, because it's collapsing the world to be small, there's something beautiful about it because it didn't matter what anyone else thought. 
And to me, week in, week out, that's exactly why I do this and obsess about it. I think that's fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for sharing your item of significance. Thank you for asking. It's actually a joy to be able to connect the dots. Great. Mm. So, Nigel, your item of significance. It would appear to be a drink coaster. And this is, Steve and I do a lot of crazy ideas that some take off and some don't. <laughs> this one hasn't yet, but... Welcome to the Adelaide Show. Welcome to the Adelaide Show. <laughs> you need to explain what's happening there. Yes. So, um, yeah, being, being a visual thing. Um, yeah, Internet of Things. We have a, a near-field NFC-enabled drink coaster with the Adelaide Show logo on it that basically also takes you to the, the website. Can, we, okay, you need to just explain yeah. that a little bit. Go back. It okay. was a, a Neo Waterfield? No, near field. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you can buy the, the actual chips now really cheaply and then you can embed them into all sorts of things as well and then you can also then program them up as to what they do when a device that can read it comes near it. Just that question there, when a device that can read it. So yeah. for that re reaction, so for the listeners, uh, Nigel put his phone on top of the coaster and I then said welcome to the yep. Adelaide show and, and took and took us to your took website. Took the phone to the website. So NFC is what's used on things like, you know, you can do your swipe using your phone now rather than using your credit card. Yes. Exactly the same concept. Yeah. So now, as I mentioned... You brought a significant item too. I did, I did. So what I brought is um, a story. Because for me, what connects me with my community or various communities throughout my life is storytelling. I'm a passionate storyteller and I never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And I learned that from my dad's dad, so I had it on his side. My grandfather was sort of pop, as we called him, was a, you know, a sensational storyteller. And also my mum's mum was a brilliant storyteller. But what I've brought along is um, it's called The Mystery of Holly Lame and it's an Enid Blyton story. Enid Blyton was an author through my childhood, you know, that I read a lot of and also not only my childhood but my mother's childhood because this book says, Happy Birthday, Veronica, that's my mum, Love, Dad, August 59. So this book was given to my mother in 1959 from her dad and then I read it as a child and now I read it to my son. So for me, the legacy of story is that you pass them down. And I worked at the Broken Hill Regional Writers' Centre for four years when I was there. And part of my work that I did there was working with the Indigenous community and I worked in Broken Hill, I went to Menindi and also Wilcannia. So originally when we were trying to run, you know, traditional white-based literacy programs in, in Indigenous community, the response that I got from the kids was shame, miss, shame. And it was, it was diabolical. Like, I, I was heartbroken. I was going home thinking, I, I can't be part of this. You know, I can't do this. So we looked into other ways and storytelling. And honestly, the Indigenous community are sensational storytellers. Obviously, their, you know, oral history and their oral communities and their storytelling passion goes back thousands of years. Like, so... You know, I, I'm bringing along Enid Blyton, who was a prolific storyteller, but in the sense of an Indigenous storytelling history, it's, she's just but a drop in the ocean. To me, storytelling is incredibly powerful, and, and that's what I hope to connect with my community and the people that I interview. You know, they have such varying communities and lots of different people, 
So a common thread is that storytelling. But what I also like to do in my interviews is investigate the differences. Can you give us a little bit of an explanation about who you think is the community of the Adelaide Show? Well, we can know that reasonably well because we measure it. <laughs> and they're just completely diversified group of people. Um, they don't fit into one particular demographic because we sort of build up new listeners every week based on who we're interviewing. You're probably not going to get all that many people who actually just listen to every single episode, but then you will get people that will go through and just cherry pick out the episodes that are relevant based on the person they knew who maybe we interviewed or something like that. The ones that I know uh, personally seem to have this hyper-engagement DNA that they, they don't stay home at night watching the box. They're actually out and about. And as a result of that, I think they have a hunger for hearing other people's stories who are also deep, knee-deep in what they do. Yeah, So, I, and it's really interesting listening to you, and, and obviously I mentioned before that I see similarities in our, in our desire for storytelling and human elements because similarly with the Be The Drop, I interview a wide range of people, so from not-for-profits to, you know, wine businesses, you know, to a climate, you know, renewable energy climate change expert. So uh, there is that melting pot where from episode to episode there'll be someone who is specifically interested in that topic, so they might dip into that. But again, a common thread for me is that passion in community and connection and communication. The next question I normally ask is around duration, like length to build community. Now that we've got digital access to information that's really quick, we're almost expecting speed dating to happen with our content, you know, digestion and for people to go, but that's just not how it works in my opinion. So Steve is shaking his head. <laughs> Look, it's, it's just that um, now that I'm doing the 100 weeks ago episode, go back into our annals uh, and, and get little bits and pieces from the past and I'm shocked at, Every single time I've dived back, it shows you the history of listens, of downloads of that episode over time. There's always listens happening in that week. Like, it's bizarre, this long tail, we call it, uh, of, of consumption. But how long it took, we're in week 190. And I have to say that we had an initial burst way back in the beginning of time. Uh, you know, we, we grew in tens. And probably, we probably grow in tens, generally speaking. And in the social media circles in which I move, there's been a lot of hullabaloo the last few weeks about this whole fake follower, fake likes, purchasing mm. realm that I am dead against. Never have, never will pay for fake stats, fake beings, because it's about humans. What I do note is that, and it's actually starting to crystallise for me now more than ever before, the, the guests we have on who seem to have an obsessive community around them shoot our numbers through the roof. Only a few weeks ago we talked about Pub Scrabble in <laughs> South Australia. It is our biggest downloaded episode in the last 12 months. And can you imagine why? Like, obsessive people who love this. And most of us, and you'd be in this group, Amelia, a little bit of grammar Nazi, a little bit of love for language, you know, that, or maybe, are you not a grammar Nazi? Are you pretty... Not, not so much grammar Nazi, but love for language. Love the language. Like, they've come out of the woodwork. And the, the, the one that is second is one where we had two photographers on our show 
and we did the Adelaide Photography Masterclass in which they shared their inner thinking, their, their inner uh, uh, motivation to how to capture good photographs with a little bit of technical stuff, but mainly it was getting inside their mind. It's amazing. They've got their own followers who have loved hearing them on our program. But yeah, so to answer your question, slowly but surely. It's not in sort of a typical, you know, the S-curve growth you have on products mm. where it's sort of consumerism, where it starts off slow, then there's a really steep, then there's a plateau. It's like, it's just not behaving as a commercial product, which is good because we're not a commercial product at all. Yeah. And so there's actually this sort of organic growth of people who are genuinely interested. How does your, put that question to yeah, you. Yeah, so duration, well, it's interesting. And, and Steve, I, I really liked you touched on that, not buying followers, et cetera. And it's a conversation that I've seen. And for me, with, with definitely with this, it's, it's relationship building. There is no shortcut to relationship building. You know, you could find someone and, okay, on surface, they, they look the look. And that's great. The attraction's huge. You're there. And, and then you get to know them. And it's like, well, that was terrible. You're not talking about us, are you? No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but, you know, I'm in just saying that that's, you know, going back to the speed dating analogy, there's no point in trying to be something that you're not. And the words that get used a lot is that the, the authentic and, and genuine. And, you know, I, I've used those words myself. But really, it comes back to sincerity and just truthfulness. Well, for us, I, I just want to chip in. It's my grandpa again mm. is the reason why I have no interest in those fake followers is because that's not how I measure it. Like, I don't even measure it in the numbers we're talking about tonight. I measure it from a satisfaction. For me, we do this on a Tuesday night. We edit it and put it out on the Wednesday night. When I start listening on the Thursday morning, the rush of endorphins that I get, <laughs> which is probably certifiable, uh, is superb for me. It's sublime. I love, because I get to really listen to our guests properly once all the pressure's off yeah. and I get to enjoy them. Now, I know we've talked about the fact that you've got to have this sort of blind drive and ambition and passion. So then it needs to come out to community. So what is that value and where... Where is that value added from community? I'm really interested in, in uncovering that. Developing a separate sort of community of people who listen to the podcast for sort of the, I guess, intellectual reward of listening to it, of hearing interesting people. The sort of people we interview aren't necessarily the sort of people who'd actually end up being on some, you know, get around South Australia sort of show. No offence, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I think that's a that sort of community is a different sort of community. The fact that, and it's it's a two way thing. Like we interview them, but also I think they actually appreciate that there's ourselves and our listeners are actually interested in their story as well. And and whereas a lot of the small businesses and small little communities, most people would view it as oh yeah that's just you know Fred he's doing his job, and they wouldn't necessarily see Fred as part of the community. And yet when we interview these people it actually comes across more often than not that, yeah, they're actually part of the community. You know, they'll run the local coffee shop or they'll be a hairdresser or they'll run some little business out in nowhere or up in the hills or something like that. And they have, they're actually part of the real community, not sort of the necessarily the shallow commercial aspects of, of community or consumerism. They're actually the real people that actually run society and actually make it all happen. And yet normal media just 
ignores them as they are they're just cogs in the in the machinery it's exactly where we started talking about the human element we want to know about fred and his coffee shop mm. and and the service that he provides and not just in 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 his general day-to-day -day trade but how he's integrated in the community every time i open an advertiser or listen to commercial radio and sadly even matt and dave on on the abc more often than not, I am angry. I'm livid because I feel like we're being sold a pup or whatever that saying is. <laughs> I, I work so long in commercial radio, I can't stand ads anymore. Uh, <laughs> and it annoys me when they're just doing token, silly, ring up and tell us a funny, silly story thing. I mean, it's a place for that, but I want them to be doing the meat in my morning. I want, I want to be hearing what's going on. Here's the dilemma I think we face. The people in the boardrooms of the big media organisations don't believe us when we say they have interesting stories. And they don't believe us because there is a lot of research that says consumers are fickle. We say we want to buy local. We say we care about stuff. But when we actually analyse what's in our shopping basket at the shop, it's the cheapest stuff. They're torn at a business accounting level to go where it's basic. And you know what? I don't care. That's why I love that I'm alive and able to do this in 2017, because we don't need them. We can have as many different flavors of podcast as people are willing to make, and we can pick and choose, and we can curate our own listening environment, and we can get to hear those stories without that condescending approach that media take when they're doing the human interest story and they have a certain sing-songiness in their voice. And isn't that lovely? The sort of story that gets shoved after the weather on TV news. I don't think mass media has much to offer this world. If, if we didn't do what we did, the world would still go on very happily. But there are people who gather around it. Like when you throw a big boulder into a stream, it gathers moss and it gathers other things from the cut and thrust of life. And our job is to try and put ourselves in the way of the people who we think might care the most. And we ask our guests to help on that, uh, to let their networks know they've been on it. And it's grassroots. It's slowly built. I don't even know what the question is. I'm no, answering. It's great. Good. OK, <laughs> well, let's move on to the next question, because we've got so passionate here. Yes. That we've we'll got, give it some focus. Divest. Um, so how can we communicate in a way that drives action? Can I just take singers, songwriters as an example? Apart from a few, you know, real pop heads, they don't do focus groups. They don't necessarily plan an audience. They respond to this inner muse that they have and they've got something inside them they have to get out. It's a real chicken and egg when you talk about community and motivations of those communities and the people who make stuff. I think some of us are just so restless inside that we have to get something out. We throw open the window and we shout to the world. And if a crowd gathers, we love it. And then over time, we get a chance to see this, the, what makes up that crowd. And we go, ah. And we do something and some of that crowd thins and we go, hmm. But it, and it's interesting. So what you were saying there about the singer-songwriter and, you know, they've, they've got this passion inside them and they, they release, you know, their inner muse. Um, 
So, and, and what you're really talking about there is, and I think I mentioned it before, is that, you know, that you're just staying true to what's inside of you. As I do this, in the corner of my mind is a legacy for my little girls. My little girls who are six and eight, when they're older, they might want to say, what was dad really like? I want them to get, not the confected version of me when I worked in radio proper, I'd be interviewing someone about yodelling and I'd be all engrossed in that, even though I can't think of many things worse. Uh, and, but I was so convincing that my mum would send me a yodelling tape because she thought, <laughs> wow, you really... My, tapes, uh, by the way, for Chris who's listening, who's your media man, uh, they were cassettes we used to play uh, sounds of uh, a long time ago before we had CDs. People are motivated, inspired to act because they're looking for something more. Yes. Because we're saturated, and it goes back to what we were saying before, we're saturated with a, with a level that it's just shallow. such shallow yeah. it's so shallow we're, we're, we're swamped and suffocated in shallow, shallow. non-news mm. non and people stories. are motivated for more because we're yes. better than that yes. because the human element has so much more dimensions yes. it's so, so many interesting facets different types of personalities and i totally agree like you could write them off and go oh god i'm not sure what that story is going to be. And then you delve into the story and it's incredible. So an example of mine is I work with a construction company and got chatting about concrete. Right, I, I'm not interested. <laughs> but holy cow, I was interested in concrete. Did you know that for super smooth concrete, they measure the temperature that the rocks are crushed at? Wow. So that's just to ensure that then the smoothness of the concrete is right. There's a temperature. Like, honestly, I was like, wow, this yeah. guy that I'm chatting to, how can I possibly be interested in concrete? It's how you tell a story. You know, and that's so the I, foundation for a great story. Ah, <laughs> whilst we love the human element and we're talking about how we can create connections and interpersonal connections and we love face-to-face, and I think in the introduction it was how do we look people in the eye in a digital sense. For the Adelaide show, what, what are you doing in a digital sense? Where are you looking people in the eye? Currently, we use our website as the base of operations. Tell me if this is not quite the answer you want. Mm. Uh, on Facebook, we try a few different things. We share links to our episodes. We directly in, upload videos. I like sharing images of our guests with a choice quote that I've plucked because I find inspirational quotes are a platform that engage with people. And live, we do live video from time to time, typically through summer, when we have daylight saving, as we drive to do an interview with a guest, we will fire up the live uh, Facebook, Facebook Live in the car. Are we, are we living now as well? No, Sorry he's, to he's got an Android phone, it can't go live. <laughs> uh, um, it's just thrown down the corner, isn't it? We will often do a Facebook Live and say to people, hey, we're on our way to interview Amelia Veal. Have you got any questions you'd like us to ask? And the only other thing I would say, in rounding up really quickly, is <laughs> we have evolved over time from three boys in a room to incorporating a Skype guest each week to then in episode 80 making the decision that we will only record live with people we can look face-to-face. Because face-to-face, I think you can be bolder. I have a chance to be a little bit cheekier because you can deflect little things that you say with eye contact and people can play along and feel safer. 
Whereas if I said some of the things I've even said to you tonight, Amelia, mm. when we were just talking on the Fire phone. screen, oh, shocking. <laughs> exactly. We're going to wrap it up, though, and we'll be doing that because we conclude with each guest, and I'm actually going to do it myself tonight. Oh, I haven't prepared. Should do that. Is going to share your be the drop tip. So that's how we'll conclude. And your be the drop tip is your top communications tip. So we'll throw to Steve because Nigel's got the camera there. What is Steve's be the drop tip? Finding that thing inside you that you can't not share. That drive that you've got, that especially if it's a it's a it's a communication venture, a community building venture that isn't under any other guidance or responsibility. It's something that you're crafting out of whole cloth. It's got to be something that has the ability to sustain itself intrinsically. So for me, my, my tip is to not just go for the sake of it, but wait until you've got something you go, you know what? Yes, I can do that over and over and over again. There's a bottomless pit of energy, of, of source that I can draw from that will, that, will, that will fire me up week in, week out when I'm bleary-eyed and it's late hours. I will still do it. I will still edit this. I will still push it. That's the thing that's worth your ongoing engagement with. Find you and yell it from the mountaintop. Well, yes, and you've made it sound quite token now, haven't you? No, I feel like that was really... Mm. Well, it is. It's, that is. That is what I've done. That's my model. Right. It might be different in different scenarios, but for this, for a personal enterprise, that's, that's key. So my be the drop tip, if you're going to be someone, like Steve said, who's going to follow your passion, what is it that's going to, you're going to do that's going to bring people with you? And my, mine is quite similar to what Steve has said. Mine is to be incredibly confident and comfortable in what you're doing. So don't change yourself to the, to the whims of other people. Don't bend to what you think you should be or what you should say. Say what's true to you. And that's me. So it's really similar to yours, but... It is, actually. It's like we could start up a company. Let's call it Hallmark. <laughs> and we could come up with pithy little sayings <laughs> and lovely calendars every year between the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to be mean. <laughs> okay, Nigel, so I hold yours. I think the main thing is just, as was mentioned there, actually being authentic. There's plenty of styles that people try to emulate. There's certain methods that people try to be. But I think actually people actually are looking for the genuine and authentic these days. It's very easy to construct anything. You can make fake videos. You can make your voice sound like whatever you want. Um, but actually just being genuine and actually being honest with the listeners that the people you're interviewing aren't putting on a performance for you is actually just a straight to the heart who these people actually are what motivates them i think they're the stories that i actually like and motivates me for sort of wanting to keep on doing the podcast thank you for doing your show in front of us but including us it was my pleasure Beautiful interview done. Thank you very much for that. Have you got something out of that that you can use on your show? I think so. I hope so. Oh, you hope so. Okay. I hope. Ours I is going like, out no matter what. I feel like I have more than enough. Good. Chris is going to hate me because he's got to edit He's got to edit this down. Whereas I'm just going to play the whole thing, baby. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Be The Drop Podcast. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Leave us a review or share with someone who is looking to improve their communication. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at B underscore the underscore drop or visit our website narrativemarketing.com.au and click on the podcast tab. If you or somebody you know embodies Be The Drop, email us via podcast at narrativemarketing.com.au. New episodes are released each Monday, so make sure you don't miss out by checking in every week.